Introducing Dan, Scarlett, Frankie, Charlie, Pearl, Matilda, and Natalie. News of the world. So let's talk about um, the incident that happened yesterday. <laughs> what? Did you not hear? Oh, right. Um, there was an incident yesterday involving the actor Alec Baldwin. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah um, Alec Baldwin. Shall I explain the incident? Yeah. Go on. Um, the incident was that the actor Alec Baldwin was on the set of a... Do you know Alec Baldwin, by the way? Yeah. He was on the set of this um, Western movie, and he accidentally... Um, shot the director of photography dead. <laughs> what? Wait. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, seriously. It's like true. Yeah, prop gun. Yeah, he thought it was a prop gun and accidentally and shot it was the like, director. And he shot. Is the, the director dead? Lady. Yeah. The director of photography. She's dead. The director was injured, but he's still alive. So yeah, the director. How do you accidentally shoot someone with? He thought it was a prop gun. Because it was like a safe gun, but there were actual bullets in it. Whoa, one sec, give me a sec. <laughs> I, I, that, how do you just like aim at a gun at someone? <laughs> well, okay, think about it. So it's on a big, so it's like a big blockbuster movie. Um, in those kind of films, think about some of the shots oh. that you would have. So it, absolutely makes sense that if that shot was happening he's doing it to right directly towards camera if you think about that shot as you know in a cinema and you see those moments when they like pull out the gun and go and they're like directly in front of the camera do you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah so um, so they're look, you're looking so he pulls out the gun and so the director of photography understandably is right behind the camera and if he's pointing it towards the camera and looking straight at the camera down the like not down the lens but across like basically to the corner of the camera as if there's another person actor that he's working with you know how a tape works and how on camera works if you imagine that now you now it makes sense that it would be the director of photography that got hit and then you think about where the director would be stood next to them looking at the screen next to the director of photography it makes sense how the director then got injured as well so yeah, it does make sense why there was a live round in the gun is an issue yeah. to me yeah. well this is what they're trying to this is what they're trying to um, work out now yeah. so they've a, it's very very small amounts of information that's being released so yesterday all the information that you got was Alex Baldwin has shot the director of photography with a prop gun and the director is also injured. That was it, that was all the information we got. Now it's come out um, that he didn't know that there was a live round in there and that he was categorically told before they called action, this is a safe gun. So he is 100% not at fault here. He will be feeling so guilty though. Yeah. Can you imagine if that was you? We're all actors, so we all know. And I've done 
with guns, not with guns that have any live ammo in or anything. But I've done action stuff and it terrifies the life out of me to think that if somebody had loaded that gun wrong, well, it wasn't a loaded gun, but if I was on set working with that kind of thing and there was a loaded gun wrong, that you could be responsible for someone else's death, even if you didn't have any intention to do that or cause any harm. It's not your fault. It's not your fault, but you were holding the gun. Can you imagine? I think that, like, if you get given a gun and, like, told it's a safe gun, obviously you're going to believe it. No one's going to be like, oh, yeah, this can't be... Because someone's told you that's, like, taking care of it, that it's, like, safe. And then having, like, shooting someone, that must be terrifying. So, yeah. I don't know how... So I heard an interview with, like, the top weapon specialist, like, prop weapon specialist in L.A. yesterday, and he was like, I don't know how she could have been shot and died if it wasn't a real bullet. And he went, but real bullets do not go on set. Mm. There shouldn't be a real bullet in that gun. The bullets that they use are deliberately, so they do put load them, but they load them with like empty bullets and they just have, so when it gets shot, it will explode yeah, as it comes out but it's just black smoke that comes out so it gives the effect of it like shooting it's yeah. an empty shell yeah it's an empty shell but it has some gunpowder in it basically is it gunpowder i don't know i'm that that yeah. i'm not yeah, this yeah. is the technical side I of things i don't I know but it creates this smoky effect in order to make it look like something's happened but it shouldn't actually be sending anything flying towards anybody and he went how a real bullet got on that set, I have no idea. But it sounds like to me that gun was loaded with a real bullet, which is terrifying. Yeah. Like talking about that, the, the only way I could think that that has happened, I mean, there are multiple things that could have happened, is like they. There is another scene where I, I don't know it's a western. He said, "Yeah, so like the western." They where real bullets are, like they I don't know it's a sh- seeing them shooting around like cans or whatever like, I don't know where the shot is that and someone's m- messed it up but mixed it, the bullets up. Yeah, or someone's or dropped these the packet of bullets or something and just picked them up and gone that'll do. Yeah, <laughs> or like it is you got. Uh, uh, safe prop gun yeah real gun and someone's accidentally given the gun my understanding is is that even with those kind of shots you wouldn't have a real gun yeah on set anyway is my is my understanding at all even for something like that if you're not aiming at a human or whatever that they shouldn't there should not be real guns and real bullets on set at all is my understanding. Yeah, I'm not I'm too like uh, well versed in the, like, yeah. the way it's handled. That's the only logical thing. 
other than like potentially this being like done on purpose by mm. a sadistic person. Someone could have literally like meant for someone to get hurt, which is kind of terrifying because the fact, especially the director, like if someone was out to get like the director or like actors or something, and they just you know thought, oh yeah, let's get an actor to do it for us, <laughs> but, you know. Well, that's the thing. So, they yeah. would have known what the scene was. They would have known what mm. the unfortunate unfortunately this is terrible wording but what the shot was you know yeah. in terms of camera mm. um just to be very clear like when you shoot a scene or a small snippet of a scene it's a shot you're taking you're shooting that scene <laughs> yeah. oh really bad wording <laughs> um but like that that the prop person who at the moment unfortunately this all boils down to would have known that and would know where that gun's been pointed towards. Because Alec Baldwin was literally doing what the scene was from A to B going, he was, they would have rehearsed it as well. They would have rehearsed it loads of times without that gun and without the, it being loaded. And then it would have been like, action, we're gonna do this for real. He goes and does exactly how it's rehearsed. Oh, but I've been handed a dodgy gun. And so it's, you know, at the moment, boils down to the prop person that handed him that gun and said, no, it's fine, this is, this is safe to use. I think especially they actually hire people to like manage the props so they can't expect like himself to every prop that he uses to check whether it's safe or not so there's literally no way that it's his fault because there's so it's not like he's in charge of what he uses he's been told to use this and then just do the scene you can't every prop like every prop that's used in the scene you can't automatically check whether it's safe or not you know what i mean mm -hmm. <coughs> well that's literally the point. Like some of these guns, particularly in westerns, they didn't have lots of bullets in there anyway. But again, you can't you can't check because once you've checked, the bullet's gone, or whatever it is that's inside there is used. And then even if it's a revolver which has six bullets, let's say, he could check, then that one's fine, great. But the next one, do you see what I mean? Like him checking it would not be the solution. I, I imagine that checking it, if real bullets aren't allowed on set, shouldn't have come to mind. No, exactly, like, you, yeah. shouldn't, you wouldn't need to. The, the checks, to be honest, are done by the prop department, which is making sure that they're putting the right thing in you know, where it needs to be in the first place. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you. Do you, does anyone here <coughs> think that Alec Baldwin is guilty or should um, take any blame in this? Yeah. Unless he put the bullet in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then I don't think he'd be allowed to put any bullets in there. Like, yeah. he, like the only time he'd probably be able to even hold the gun is during the scene, which yeah. is unfortunately when it was the first time it was fired. So, well, it, I, I, 
think it was the first time he was probably five. Yeah. Which is why mm-hmm. it kind of happened in that kind of part. But I, I don't s- think he would have done it. I saw this thing on like social media and it said that he himself actually hates guns in general. So everyone was commenting like, oh, it must have been even worse for him because his actual experience with it would have been like mm. traumatising, really. Mm. It's really interesting because he's always, to me, come across as like this very gentle, very kind man mm. from like interviews or like little things that I've seen of him. Um, even in his acting, like he comes across as very sweet, you know? And so um, in this interview with this weapons specialist in LA, he was like, of all the actors I've worked with, I've worked, and he said, I've worked with Alec a few times, and he's one of the biggest people I would trust with something like that, that he wasn't messing around with it. Like, you, you, it wasn't that it was it, this, what he was like, because at this point that information had come out, he went, I can guarantee you it happened within a scene, like within a shot of um, like action kind of thing, rather than him just messing around on set with the gun or anything like he was like I, because he's so sensible and so on it when I've worked with him before that I he was like I can't believe that it could have happened by mistake or that it wasn't within the scene um, and I was like that fits very much into my thinking of his character and his personality um, and I that was exactly what I was thinking I thought that poor man because he'll can you imagine he'd be beating himself up right now even though it's not your fault if it were you the amount of guilt that you'd be feeling I mean, it, it, it's morbid because he as much as you can say I'm not to blame he has well it, literally he's built on that he and was yeah as much as it, it the blame isn't on him but he was holding the yeah, gun that did it, so. shot that bullet. I wonder if filming's going to go ahead after this, or if they'll just... <laughs> <laughs> that, sorry, that sounds really insensitive. No, you know, I, I wanted the same yeah. thing. And <laughs> I actually think it's quite... Um, again, I, it's kind of ironic, because in the film, the plot is that his grandson's convicted for manslaughter. Oh, oh. <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, Ooh. it's not. I mean, if it goes on, his performance will probably be very gripping. <laughs> <laughs> Silver lining. <laughs> um, yeah, he'll get the Oscar. Let's talk about Dave. <laughs> Do you mean Dave Chappelle's new Netflix show? Yeah. Okay, let's go actually. Who watched it? Did anyone watch it? I watched it. I did. Okay, so just ask me. Can you, how do you want to talk about it? Okay, sure, I'll give you like an overview. So, yeah, yeah, Dave Chappelle um, in recent years has kind of made his comeback because he's sort of retired from doing stand-up comedy for a while. Mm. And in his new Netflix special, it's basically him just sort of clearing up rumours about him and his beliefs about... Um, I don't know, like feminism, or, and there are claims that he's homophobic, transphobic, racist, things like that. So this show is all about 
yeah, just sort of clearing up these rumours, but obviously he's a comedian, so it's a stand-up show, and there's been loads of allegations um, that he is transphobic after the show, because, yeah, his style of humour, a lot of his jokes are very, yeah, can be very offensive, like, yeah, quite out there. Um, so yeah, it's just got a lot of backlash, basically. And there was a, was there a, um, of some kind of walkout at Netflix, like, at yeah. the yeah. studios of, um, Netflix, there was, there was a walkout for, of trans people, right? Yeah, so some of the uh, people that work at Netflix were, they wanted to show their support towards the trans community and against this person who is making light of um, I don't want to say their trauma or their um, struggles. Their struggles. I don't necessarily want to say that, but making light of them, I get or mm. the the. I want to say I was about to say industry. That's definitely wrong. Making light of their choices. The right thing. I didn't like their, I, you know, their oppression mm. struggles. Yeah. Anyway, so I mean, they're, that's, they're basically that's the debate. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they're basically they um, they've walked out to show their support uh, for the trans community and the fact that they don't like the fact that he has been making jokes about the trans community in that way. Um, in a nasty, derogatory way. Um, and yeah, Netflix chose, or like the big boss or whoever, chose to stand with Dave Chappelle and continue keeping his stand-up on the platform, yeah. despite <laughs> a load of people kind of walking out and, uh, you know, kind of uprising against it. I know that there's like a lot of different views about it because when you said about there, I looked it up and there's like some people have been saying that like jokes are just jokes because when you look at the images of the like, can you say protest? Because it was kind of protest. Yeah. Some people are like saying that what he's doing is just supposed to be funny and that people shouldn't take offence. Whereas there's a lot more people saying that what he's saying is offensive. You know, so there's a lot of different views about it. I think it's like a matter of like the fact that he's making jokes about kind of trans people, and then the people who have been like who these jokes are basically about have been like, yeah, this isn't okay. I feel like you have to kind of. I feel like you have. <laughs> I feel like you have to kind of listen to the people who have like been dealing with it. You know, because mm -hmm. if you're like, I mean, I understand if some people are, who are dealing with it like oh yeah it's fine it's just a joke but i feel like if the majority are like yeah this isn't okay it's just like just yeah no it's not okay i, I mean it's conflicting because i agree with the fact that comedy is comedy and if you can't if you can't hack a joke then it's not why you're here yeah also i i'd need to watch it or know what some of the what what he's actually said personally understand my take on it but also I agree that with the transgender community I'm not inherently a part of it well, I, yeah borderline not so 
it's like they I rather them say how they feel mm -hmm. than me say something on their behalf. It's a, it's a complicated yeah. situation. You don't want to be seen to be being a woke warrior on behalf of people when those people potentially, you know, that community are going, uh, dude, it's like, <laughs> calm down. Oh, no, yeah. You, do you see what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. want to be protesting on behalf of people for the sake of protesting. Um, yeah. It needs to be led by that community, and then you're supporting that you're an ally to that community, rather than it being I'm forefronting the community in yeah. some ways. There's been a lot of people, I think, over the well, not people, but there's, there's like things going on currently where it's like, oh, we need there's uh, we need this and the other or X Y Z, but it's not by the people who are a part of that community and that the people who are actually about it are like, look, look, chill, like, we're cool. Well, so this is a complicated dilemma. I think it's really hard as well because like, nowadays with social media, you could do like something really small and then it could really blow up, whereas something really, like, really offensive, people could be just like, oh no, that's just a joke, just get over it. So it's hard to tell, obviously I haven't watched the show either, but again, I wouldn't really be able to fully get what's going through people's minds and how they're like taking offence to it. Obviously, it must be very offensive because I'm not part of, like as Dan said, I'm not part of that. But then it's also really hard to tell um, whether people in certain communities take offence to things or not because like you said some people who aren't even in like certain communities are going oh no this isn't this is totally wrong we should just counsel them this is people should really take a, like a stand to this but people in the community are just like okay like you know it's not a big deal so it's hard to you know yeah having watched it what are your thoughts my thoughts well, <clears throat> I watched it before I knew that there was a there was uh, this controversy over it. So I watched it, and I like Dave Chappelle a lot. I like enjoy watching his comedy. I find him really funny, and I think he's really smart, and he's got stuff to say, right? Um, but I watched that beforehand, and I enjoyed it. And obviously, I knew that he, he's the kind of person to provoke, right? And he, I think he's someone who it's quite hard to, to be like now um, in comedy. Um, but I think in some way we need comedians like him because um, it's hard to explain, but I feel like if we don't have him and, and you know, other other comedians like that, and um, then comedy will not be the same, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I like him. I always, I always, before I watched, it, I knew it was going to be a lot about the LGBT community and his relationship with them and his relationship with um, the trans community and stuff like that. But I think sometimes he's quite easy to look at 
and immediately jump to the conclusion that he's transphobic or he quite literally hates trans people. I don't think that's the case. I think sometimes, even particularly in this show, he was kind of parodying himself and he was actually kind of almost doing the opposite and making a joke out of how, how tr just how transphobic people think he is or just how much the trans community hate him. You know, like, and I thought that, I thought some of it was really funny, right? Um, so it's interesting and I, I'm conflicted about it and I think that so there... So almost he's trying to play on what one could argue is almost like a double negative. Yeah, almost. So he's like, you think I'm this, but this is why this isn't true, or yeah. that this isn't real, this is silly. Yeah, and, you know, they are, it, it, they <coughs> are jokes, right? I don't think you can take everything he said completely seriously, um, but I think there's a lot more there than someone might originally think. Um, and it might not be as simple as some people originally think, right? Um, but I definitely think he's he's you know honest in his in his comedy. I think that's a good thing. Um, I wasn't really familiar with Dave Chappelle before watching the special, and I only watched it because yeah, it garnered so much controversy. And I yeah, hearing all um, the allegations that he's transphobic, I kind of went in prepared for like to be angry, like oh this is going to be really awful. And his humour definitely is, can be very extreme, and I completely understand why some people might be offended. But I think you need to consider the intention that he had going into it, and the conclusion that he came to through it. Like, all he really did in the special was compare how trans communities are defended so, um, like, ferociously by people, um, compared to, say, the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. black people have been fighting for their rights for hundreds of years and still have yet to be taken seriously. Mm. And then in recent years, there's been so much support for the LGBT community, and that comes from the fact that mm. if white people care about something, everyone cares about yeah, it. And I think the fact that he addressed yeah. that is so important. Obviously, he maybe could have done that in a more nuanced way and been less offensive, but the controversy was kind of necessary to get people talking about it. Like, I wouldn't have gone near it if it wasn't for that. So I get why people are offended, but yeah, no, the way he explained his like friendship with Daphne Dorman, who's a trans comedian, like you can tell he isn't transphobic, um, but I do understand why people could be offended. But I think ultimately the points he raised were actually very insightful. And I think it's annoying that the controversy focuses on him apparently being transphobic rather than the fact that it should be focusing on his um, perspective on race and how, mm. yeah, no one takes it seriously. Mm. Really interesting. Yeah, you it's something you definitely need to, need to yeah. watch to get your own view on it. Because if you yeah, just read the headlines, then you will be tilted a certain way. It's <coughs> media. It's similar to like, well, I mean, like you said, like uh, Charlie said, I agree with the fact that we need people like this who are willing to go near the mark. Because like, mm. but then got, like you, it, it brings up these conversations and controversies in, that we need. The way people react isn't in recent times isn't isn't hitting the mark. Mm. Like people like I don't know Ricky Gervais, Bill Burr, um, mm. and Dave Chappelle now. Yeah, 
I always thought, I always, like, did think, like, compared to Jake Chappelle, at least, I thought Ricky Gervais was transphobic in his comedy, whereas I don't think Dave Chappelle is. I think it's a lot, it's, I think it's a lot more, yeah. I think it's a lot deeper than what, Rick, what Ricky Gervais has done in the past. I think he's more like Bill Blair or Louis C.K. or one of those guys, yeah. right? I think with humour, it's like, I have quite dark humour, so I understand, like, you know, but, like, you get to, like, a line where it's, like, you have to be respectful about things, especially if they're, like, bad or, like, they're, like, topics that are hard-hitting and stuff. So I feel like you can make jokes, but as long as you're, like, also, in the end, being respectful, if you take it too far, you have to kind of think about that. Okay, so, <laughs> um, like, does anyone know what he actually said? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Okay, um, so like, okay, so I haven't watched it, so I don't know like what he actually said. But like, the nature of comedy is to like, it's like different jokes. It can be like dark humor or like even like really light jokes. So I get, like, if he's just expressing himself also because everyone has like different opinions but then again you also have to respect that other people are actually offended by it like you can think something but you don't necessarily have to say it because there's other people that can get offended by it just like how you you can get offended by other things so yeah that's yeah, yeah that's true i think um <coughs> comedy is an interesting one and I, but I think that you have to be very careful, particularly in the entertainment sphere, about what's not trending as in fashion, but as in what's, what are we thinking about in terms of trying to look out for and protect other humans, you know? So it's, yes, okay, it's, I guess it is trending or it is, the fashion these days for us to be supportive of the LGBTQ community. However, it's only fashion because we're because we're only just realizing how badly some of these people have been treated mm. in the past and how abused these people have been in the past. And we're trying to get better as a human race and that's a really positive thing that we are trying to learn and understand and be more inclusive and trying to better ourselves kind of trying to evolve ourselves in a much better way i think people who are in the entertainment slash celebrity sphere have a duty of care to be responsible for the way that they are trying to portray themselves and therefore uh, allying themselves with these communities to help them. So I think, yes, you're right, Charlie, in terms of we should be able to have a joke and we should be able to have a laugh and, and enjoy but at the same time we also have to be aware of but if I make this joke 
could it potentially be misconstrued to be detrimental? Do you see what I mean? Mm. And if at the moment we're really trying to change the dialogue, to change the views of, and it's, and I'm absolutely sure it's probably not Dave Chappelle's views, because I actually do think somebody who is within that sphere, who is a celebrity at that level, who is, I'm sh I don't know anything about him, to be honest, but a, comed a famous comedian, I can only imagine he lives in like LA or somewhere like that. Or he certainly clearly has money. So the sort of people that he hangs around with are the sort of A-list celebrities that get things. And most A-list, most A-list celebrities are the sort of people who are evolved and respectful and caring. And like, if you go to LA, there is, it is a whole, you know, in the middle of LA, it's like there's a whole spectrum of people there. And it's amazing, it's very inclusive. A beautiful community in that sense. That's wonderful. So it would surprise me if he actually is like, I don't want to be near anybody who's LGBTQ or anything like that because I don't think you can be like that if you're in that sphere. It would be crazy for him to have those views and be working in the sphere that he is. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just in my head one sort of thought that had gone through my head. So to me, I do think you have to be careful. So it's fine, you know, in some ways, like amongst your peers who also have the same feelings as you, it's almost like it's fine to joke because we care. Do you see what I mean? So for example, I'm going to take it to a completely different place, but my aunt and uncle are Down syndrome. Love them to pieces and they're awesome. Me and my family will joke and take the piss out of them because they're family members and that's what you do. You know, you do that with your family. You take the piss out of your brothers, take the piss out of your, you know, your, your uncles, your aunts, out of your family members because that's almost a sign of love in of itself. But I wouldn't go around taking the piss out of the Down syndrome community. Do you see what I mean? And I wouldn't do it with or about someone that I didn't know. I'm doing it about my uncle and aunt with my family because we're all on the same wavelength and we all love my uncle and aunt. But to a random person on the street, I wouldn't... I, they, I wouldn't share the joke. I wouldn't get them to be in on the joke with me because I don't know that you love them like I do. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I know that my jesting is coming from a loving place. Mm. But if, you know, if this random person on the street started jesting about them to me, I'd be like, whoa, you don't know them, so I know that you're not coming from a loving place. Mm. And I think that's the difference. And I think that's when comedy needs to start just being careful about who's in on the joke. Because the thing is, is that people who are on the same hemisphere, the same wavelength as him, the same intelligence or the same who get it, 
like Pearl was just saying, he's parodying himself. Mm. Now, people who are on the same wavelength as him will go, ha, I get the fact that you are parodying yourself. That's mm. funny. Mm. Because I know that you don't mean it in this way. But there are other people who, unfortunately, will use that as bait, as fuel, as power or uh, to then be transphobic. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, when it is in the public sphere and you're putting it out there, anyone can interpret it or use it in any way they want. And then you cannot guarantee that, that they're on the same, wave, same wavelength as you. So I can't guarantee that, you know, that this person, Bob, on the street, is taking the mick out of my auntie and uncle in the same way that I can guarantee that my family are taking the mick in a loving, caring, that's what family members do way. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the difference with comedy. I think, like you said, from a, a global perspective, from now and between quite a long time ago, we've come quite far as in being able to support more communities and really showing like love and care, like pe that people feel like they're able to get support. You know what I mean? But because we've come so far quite a short amount of time some people miss the mark on how like how they treat people because I think that with like the black community and the LGBTQ community I think we should treat them with so much love and respect because of how much we've had to go through that some people and correct me if I'm wrong miss the mark on how they communicate their feelings because they don't because in the past it hasn't been like very well known to treat many different different like people um I don't know what I'm saying here but <laughs> do you know what I mean like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really hard for people to say the right thing but they sometimes, I don't know, as I haven't watched the show, I don't know if they do it with good intentions or with bad. So some people do actually project their voices to these communities in a good and loving way, but some people don't see that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because, like, if you kind of dealt with it and in a negative way, like if you've been, like, told things that have been negative towards you about you as a person, like, if you're black or in the LGBTQ community if the things that you've been told have been bad and if someone makes a joke out of it may, they could have a good intention but the fact that you've had to deal with it being negative for so long, you're like doubting it, if that makes sense yeah, that's a really good point yeah any last thoughts? I mean, I don't think the special should be taken down off Netflix yeah, neither do I it's been like that, I agree yeah. I think it was, I think Netflix were justified in keeping out. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do we all agree with that? 
Mm-hmm. It's um, podcast, so you have to be audible. <laughs> <laughs> no need to see it first. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great. Pick of the month. I saw three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri a couple of days ago, and I, I loved it. I think, yeah, I thought it was really, really good. I thought the writing was great, cinematography, the acting, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Nice. I love that movie as well. Um, I saw a movie called Dead Man with Johnny Depp in it, which I, I liked a lot. <laughs> I liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, my pick is either film Little Women or um, Knives Out. I think mine would also be Knives Out. It's like one of my favourite movies. So. Good choice. Mamma Mia. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Great choice. Yep. Oh, what have I watched recently? Just because it's topical and like it's the only thing that I've actually been watching, Squid Game is rather good. I don't want to be like one of the people who are like, oh my god, you're so amazing, it's perfect. But um, I'm gonna I, jump on that and say, oh my god, it's so amazing, it's perfect. <laughs> it's I like it. It is good. I love it. Um, there's been con- some controversy about the age range, um, about <laughs> people watching it because it is quite brutal. Um, so I do kind of, I am like. Yeah, no, I get that. I get why some parents are like, no, it's too much for my young child to be watching. That is fair enough. Um, So, you know, for older teens, yes, it is super interesting. And actually the backstory behind it is even more interesting. So the writer wrote it as a film 10 years ago. It's taken him 10 years to get it sold. He sold it for $2 apparently to Netflix who then took it on and um, storyboarded it and then turned it into this TV show and, and what it is today. Mm. Um, <laughs> $2. He'll get, he'll get royalties from it, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that was just for the initial idea. Um, and then he'll get royalties and things. And then now that I believe they've already um, bought a season two, and so he'll be able to get Denier Ross for season <laughs> two. But that's just, um, that is just such a great story, you know, in yeah. terms of my God, he really persevered and kept going and kept believing in what he'd created, and he was right to because it is blown up. And it's, yeah, it's very interesting. It's what I, I mean, it's very, very typical of that Korean genre. Um, and obviously it's very dark. Um, but I really love some of the morals and what it's trying to teach us and that massive divide in wealth and how that changes things and how by having so much money these people just fully undervalue other people and believe how how highly valued they are because they have money. Like, the amount of money they have equates to how much value there is on their life. Yeah. Is 
incredibly disgusting, yet unfortunately very close to reality, mm -hmm. I think. And I think that's a very, very, very interesting moral and theme that is shown throughout that TV show. So yeah, I love it for that. Can I say, because I, I was a bit apprehensive about saying it because of um, uh, how, because I know that well, my friends included me, they, they watch it and they're like, like, they're just sick and tired of everyone just going, oh my God, Squid Game is everything that is so the other. And like the reason, oh, oh my God, well, okay, I understand that. Until I was like, okay, until I saw a comment of someone who said, and this is going to sound crazy, I'm just so in awe of, like, when I see a Korean person now. Oh, my God. It was oh, my felt, God. I saw it and I was like, what? <laughs> well, that's, that's just... Crazy. I don't understand um, it. Let's try and put a positive spin on that. You can't. No, but a positive really aspect of, some, of these kind of shows being shown is, unfortunately we have had a negative viewpoint of people in the Asian community in the past and by having more TV shows, having more uh, of these kind of really interesting stories coming out from Korea particularly because we have, people have thought very negatively of Korea in the past, to have some positive stuff coming out of Korea mm -hmm. is a really good thing. Um, so. Let's say that that person <laughs> was trying to say something along those lines. I'm sure they weren't really going that deep. Yeah. But let's, let's try and give a little positive spin on some ridiculous negativity <laughs> and go, well, I'm glad that you are seeing Koreans in a better light now. That's great. That is a good positive thing. Another positive thing is that my brother's gonna go as Ali from Squid Game for Halloween. Oh, I love him. <laughs> oh, I love Ali. Oh my god. I love, I love Ali. Love him. So sad. He's it's one like, of my favourite characters. Mm, it's like, it, like going back to what you said as well about it, uh, it's um, themes and stuff like that. Um, that's perfect. Like, I love the way other people's like interaction with that. Like, all the different characters people in it represent someone else's like morality and how far they're willing to go like Ali even um what was I trying to say it is really kind individual but he wouldn't dream of like going that yeah. far yeah so he he sacrificed himself basically mm. knowing that because he just he's so innately Good. Yeah, the thing, the themes interacting with the people and their representation of, well, of people in general is a good. I think makes a really good commentary. Mm. Like, yeah, interesting, wicked. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank, Thank you for, for listening. listening.